0: (laughs) you're listening to linked am (laughs) tell your story on linked live and get noticed you're listening to carl wolfenden On the business class show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions upgrade your listening to business class the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats so sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week
1: Howdy, folks. Here he is, the Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10 gallon hat and his cowboy boots, Carl Wolfenden.
0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Linked AM here on Business Class News. And uh, you know, as you know, we've launched our new section, of Business Class Security. And, uh, you know, One of the things that I've learned over the past few weeks of launching it is it's a very complex uh, sort of uh, area of discussion. Um, I've had on uh, sort of specialists and experts in data architecture. Um, I've been talking to people that have done that, that specialise in corporate governance, and they say that that's a big topic on the, in the boardroom at the moment. And um, also, of course, we've had IT experts on talking about the infrastructure. But, you know, when I look at it and I step back and I go, well, OK, if you're putting a cybersecurity strategy in place, you've got to look at the legal implications as well. And so risk assessment is is a very key area that we have to talk about. So what I thought I'd do, you know, as you know, I've had my friends on from Lathrop GPM um, on over the past few months, uh, talking about various subjects. And I've got actually Tedrick Housh, who is actually leading their cybersecurity and privacy uh, uh, division in Lathrop GPM. And he's a partner over there. And he's going to join me this morning to talk about that. And so he, he's actually on the line now. So, so Tedrick, thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Carl. Well as as I just said in my intro um cybersecurity everyone just thinks oh it's putting firewalls up it's uh, you know making sure that the protocols in place but you know I had a conversation just the other week with a company that that really is looking at, at corporate governance of how to make sure that the board is the right type of board and they were saying that it's a big topic in the boardroom because there's there's liability and so first of all you know, what do you guys
1: do over there at Lathrop GPM? So we work as partners uh, with our clients, similar to you mentioned the other guests you've uh, had over the past few weeks. So if you have someone in IT technical security, those are a partner of a client. Um, we provide sort of the legal overview, and we also serve as a connector of types to uh, some of those other different expertise. But primarily what we do is we walk through with a client on the preparedness side, asking some of the questions and and things that you can do to avoid um, data incidents and liability. And then once they occur, uh, we're there to be at the helm and and help work through the problem and work with insurers, work with uh, the right kind of forensics, work with the kind of vendors that you need um, in order to remedy the situation.
0: So what, what, should, what should a business be thinking about when they're putting their, their whole strategy together? I mean, we talked about, you know, yes, there's the IT side. You've got to have the, all those firewalls and the protection in place. But, but from your perspective, what should a business be thinking about when putting that strategy together?
1: You know, most businesses now, no matter what they do, are data-based. In other words, a large part of their ability to make money is based on how they utilize, analyze, and otherwise deal with data. And so that data is important. So you have to prioritize it. You have to figure out how you're going to protect it. And you have to figure out how you're going to use it best um, in order to succeed. If you don't protect that data or you haven't thought about it or you haven't prioritized it, you put yourself at severe risk. Um, And the best example of that is probably ransomware. Uh, If you are a business that needs to deal with your customers and your clients and you have information about them that they've shared with you, um, then if that gets locked in a box and you can't get to it, suddenly you have a frantic issue um, that goes to the core of your ability to operate. So um, that then, even if you resolve that, raises questions of trust with your consumer base or your b2b based business base
0: yeah I, so i think you're absolutely right i mean i think one of the things that um you know we, we, we've got to think about when we're putting together our cybersecurity sort of uh, strategy as such we've got to think about all that different um the it side but at the end of the day We've got to think about consequences uh, because I think you know we sometimes we forget that you know we teach our kids consequences and we forget when we're grown ups about consequences and what's going to happen. We just say, "Oh, we're going to go and do this." We forget there's a there's a consequence at the end of it. So so really, we've got to make sure we we look at all the different aspects and and legal. Uh, I think is is uh, the legal side is is a very important piece because um, what I've learned is that. People and humans are a big, um, a big component of the threat. You know, sometimes employees uninvertently um, open an email uh, and and it's got a phishing type of uh, thing in there that looks real. Um, so, how could a company protect itself from um, from their employees? You know, doing the wrong thing and either maliciously or just
1: innocently. Well. Affecting and changing human behavior is something we have been working on since the dawn of time. Yep. Uh, And and you're right about phishing. I mean, most malware come uh, into a company. I mean, that's the easiest entry into a company's system. So you have to think of it almost from a cultural standpoint from your company. Um, You have to think about, okay, we have anti-phishing exercises. In other words, we'll, we'll do one ourselves. We'll see who clicks on it. We'll educate those people and tell them what went wrong. Um, But you have to think about your company's culture and how you want to do it. Do you want to let people know that you're doing it, say, a week in advance, so they start thinking about it and want to do well and be graded well? Do you make it part of compensation? If you're in IT and you fall for that, or if you're a tech company and it's really a danger, do you start tying some of your compensation or your um, objectives and monitoring of performance on how people deal with um, cybersecurity issues? Um, You know, people who swipe their card and then open the door for six people. All of that sounds, um, you know, in some ways you think, well, that's just not friendly if you do that. But if you build a culture where people understand that we're all doing this kind of like wearing a mask. Uh, We're all doing this to protect one another and protect the data and keep ourselves um, in good shape. If you have that kind of culture or start working towards it, I think you're on the right track.
0: Well, I think you just mentioned something that we, we touched on in another interview I had a couple of weeks ago. Y- you've got to think of it as a physical, um, you know, building as such. We talked we talked about in this other interview that when you're building the architecture of, of data um, sort of assessment, you've got to think, well, who's going to be let inside the building? Who's going to be, you know, access what information, etc. All those components, etc. And that was Seth Early of uh, Early Science uh, Information. Uh, and, um, and so, let Literally, um, what what I think what you just said was, if you build this culture of, hey, would you really let somebody in with a machine gun uh, through the doors? You know, which is you know a bit, uh, you know, maybe a bit extreme, but it's that thing of saying, look, data is is our lifeblood. And especially if you've got consumer data, um, that, that you've got to really protect that um, because you're not just responsible for your own company, you're responsible for that person's identity as well. Um, so what happens if, you know, you find out you're been compromised? Um, well, who's the first person to, to call? Is it a lawyer? I mean, is it somebody yourself that you'd really need to say, okay, something's,
1: a breach has happened.
0: Who do you talk to?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I think it, I, mean, I think starting with a lawyer if they're if they've been part of your planning process and know what's going on, that's a good place to start. If you have cybersecurity insurance, you're probably going to want to have somebody from that team. What you really want to do is pull out your incident response team playbook because you should have one in place. The two documents I would recommend that every company have are an information security plan or policy so that you know sort of the rules of the road, but then your incident response plan and your incident response team. So you're gonna want someone from legal, Uh, you're gonna want an outside counsel to help with privilege and some other issues that might come up. You're gonna wanna have a contact with your insurer and hopefully have already set up vendors for various things if you need to stop the breach, for example, who are you gonna call? At what rate is all that already hooked up? You're gonna want to have your key vendors Um, at least in contact in case one of them is the cause, as often is the case, for the breach. You're probably going to want to think about PR. And then you always want your risk management person and the person from operations who's going to be the champion in the effort. And so all of those things need to happen. And it's best if you aren't doing it the first time in the midst of a crisis. So the idea of having tabletop exercises where you as a group Spend time going through a couple of scenarios from ransomware to uh, loss of data. Um, all of those are good ideas.
0: So you just mentioned those two documents. Um, is that something that you could help put together? Uh, and Because and, I, 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 that's the first time I've heard that talked about. To be quite honest, maybe you've, that shocks you, but that for me, I mean, I've talked to various experts, and I've not heard those two documents. So just, just go over those two names again. What what are the two documents?
1: So an information security policy is uh, basically all the policies that tell people, and the way I usually do them is at the top, you'll have some really basic, for anyone who barely knows how to turn on a computer, for example, don't put a Post-it with all of your passwords on your screen, right? Yeah. Uh, just some basic things. Turn off your computer or restart it each morning. Those kinds of things at, say, the top of a particular section. And then as you get deeper into it, you might have, it might go into the detail for the IT team to say when we have this kind of breach here are the three steps we first have to do in order to stop data flow or in order to address some issue. So it's a very wide-ranging document. It's tailored to the organization. And, yes, we're involved in that because we sort of know how it goes together and we know the right questions to ask and the right people to get involved so that you have a document that's it. really needs to be a working document, again, if you're going to have the right culture, as opposed to just something, you know, sometimes like an HR manual, and I've done employment law for years, where you just put it on a shelf and, and set it aside. So that's what an information um, security policy is. The incident response plan is what you take out if you're the pilot um, and the plane is going to have to land in the Hudson. Yeah. Uh, and you're Sully. Uh, you, su- you know, they pull the documents out and they have uh, sort of a way of reacting to whatever particular incident has occurred and you have a plan for that. So if it's ransomware, we know we're going to do this. These are the people who need to be notified and this is how we're gonna go forward.
0: well that makes complete sense and that's brilliant uh, because I think everybody we again you know the one of the the, the the themes of our shows over the past few months in this unusual situation we're all in is planning uh, and and making sure that you do know what you're gonna what's gonna happen if something happens so uh, unfortunately we're running kind of out of time of our of our particular conversation but but I'd love you to um, you know summarize you know why is it so important to have a company like Lathrop um, GPM uh, as part of the team I mean just just if you wouldn't mind summarizing your thoughts of the really the benefit of a business uh, owner or executive of having somebody like you on the team
1: well we have experience as I said on both the preventative and reactive side of data issues and so we think long and hard not only about these issues of um a, a frailty that you may have in your systems and correcting those, but we can help with data transfer and all the ways that, again, you monetize data. But when push comes to shove, um, we're in a unique position to sort of bring all of the parts together to have a discussion in the context of the liabilities that you face. So, and just to take a short example, if you take Target's breach in 2014 over the holidays, they faced shareholder derivative suits because the board wasn't having meetings often enough. They faced suits from the credit card banks because they had to try to recoup the money they had. And it was all caused by an HVAC vendor who had access that they shouldn't have had pursuant to their information security policy. So if you look at those kinds of things and have someone on board who's thinking about these things and can bring them up and address them with your company, we think we're an extremely valuable
0: partner. That's fantastic. Well- Tedrick, thank you so much for joining me this morning, because it's really opened my eyes, and I'm I'm sure the the viewers, the listeners, and the readers, because we've got ourselves on podcast, video stuff, and then, of course, we'll be writing an article about this, um, are going to maybe have some questions. So I'll put your information on uh, the website, and so uh, if they have questions, they can directly reach out to you. So really appreciate you uh, spending the time with me. And thanks to you, Carl, for making cybersecurity part of business class news. Well, thank you well, that was uh, Tedric House of course of uh, uh, of Lathrop GPM uh, he heads up their privacy and cybersecurity division over there and as you could tell you know he has a, a wealth of experience in that area and you know as I really start to un unpeel the onion as I say there's lots of different layers uh, that you have to start thinking about and I think having an expert like Tedric uh, Uh, on your team and he's had his team on your team um you know it it really does make sense and again the the the, the sort of key word that we've been talking about is planning. I love those two documents that we talked about. I, I never even thought about that, but that's so important, especially after an incident happened. What is it going to, what do you have to do to, to address that? So please, you know, spend some time, go to Lathrop GPM website. I'll put all the information on the website and really do a little bit of a deep dive on that because it's worth having a chat with them. So as always, I really thank you for joining me this morning. Um, really enjoyed you having uh, you as viewers readers and listeners and um, as I say go out there have some fun make some money and be safe thank you goodbye